Yes, yes. Brooklyn is not just a mood, though. Brooklyn is a location. It is a city. It is the capital of New York City. Four million people live just in Brooklyn. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Pre-Internet Friends Podcast. This is a conversation shaped by being savvy enough to deal with the world today, but old enough to remember the world before the internet. This podcast is a his and hers take on the world as it is, not as it should be. Hello, Brooklyn. I am your host, the... Uh, mostly right, sometimes less right. Today, particularly toxic, Mr. J. Nicholas. Oh, this is my my co-host, the immaculate, the lovely Miss Nicole Shanique. How are you feeling today, Queen? I think I'm okay. I am ready to pod today. Oh, I've had a I have had an eventful day. Today is May. Well. Yes, today is May the 2nd. It is my Preston's birthday. My son turned eight today. So I spent some time with him today. It felt really good. And um, I'm here. So like, this is the best of both worlds. I got to see them and I get to talk to you. What's better than that? That's really nice. Happy. I caught the Holy Ghost a couple of days ago because I was actually able to finally, after one month, get a fresh direct delivery time. So Okay. That's like highly coveted right now in in the tri-state. The delivery uh, window for a lot of these stores is completely shot. I try to order something from like Stop and Shop, the Peapod delivery service. Yeah, they they didn't have any availability. (laughs) Right, it was booked up for for like a month, and I'm like, who's who's pre-ordering their food, like fresh produce, five weeks in advance? I don't know. It's like I'm anticipating next month wanting wanting fruit and veggies. That's that's not, I can't can't live like this. Look, I don't I don't know, um, but I think that this is going to be our gender episode. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to get to, and I think that a lot of a lot of these issues okay. we are not going to be on the same page with. But mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to call this agree to disagree part two because uh, okay. I don't know how you feel, but I just know what we're talking about is probably going to be two sides of uh, of the same coin, you know, but different, different, different views. So where would you like to start? We, we can begin with a, a situation that has occurred in real life. Yes. And this is something that I wasn't quite, uh, quite certain, you know, how I should feel about it. But uh, essentially what, what, what took place is. There is a there is a gentleman at, at at the job who's who's someone who had access to his phones. Many people believe it is his wife. She allegedly posted on various social media sites a series of pornographic videos starring this gentleman and women on the job. Wait, uh, so <laughs> oh, you know the funny thing is, a friend of mine, I think her baby daddy works for Transit. And she said that it was something, it was some kind of acronym. She said something like MTA is like men that get around or something. So this, this man in question was a married man, but he was freaking off with women at work. Yes. Oof. Yes. The video is very, uh, it's very clear. It shows the women up close. Then it shows them performing, you know, sexual, uh, Oh, you know, I should have gave a full disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. This episode will be a conversation about lewd, you know, Trigger things that are sexually explicit. It might not be appropriate for, for children, for uh, any any people who have a sensitivity to, to these types of things. Trigger is, warning. Uh, 
This is the mud. We're in the mud this week. Oh, okay. Lord. So yeah, the, the video is, is a very, very, very clear with, I think it's six or seven women in the video and there's close-ups of their face, then them performing sexual acts, depending on the woman. So with that said, does that constitute as revenge porn when none of the people in the video are there, you know, uploading, but the, a person who had access to this phone uploaded it apparently out of spite would that constitute does that constitute as re- revenge porn yeah right i mean it's revenge porn by the person who actually did the uploading now the question is does the husband have a claim against her i don't know i don't know the new york or wherever i'm guessing new york new jersey wherever these people live i don't know what the revenge porn laws are but yeah every person in that video could you know claim that because at the end of the day if you're posting someone's nudes without their permission especially in a way to uh that's meant to like harass them which this sounds like it is you know that's that's the claim wow (laughs) i I think i don't know what i'm more amazed i don't know what i'm more amazed about the fact that the wife found these videos and posted them or the fact that this man was cheating with that many women at work. Like, I don't know which one sends me the most. Like, I just want to say allegedly. allegedly. I, I hope all uh, this is, is, but, is alleged because, well. Nah, listen, I've seen the video. Um, it, that's a, it's real material. But it's, it's just, it's, you know, nasty business. And I, I was very curious about the legal implications of, of doing that. You know, California has has legislation on the books about, about revenge porn being a, a criminal act i forget the the sentence that's supposed to accompany that if you're found guilty but it's a it's a sensitive uh but it's a proactive step in this 2020 digital age that we're in so once once you you strip somebody of that that privacy and put their put their likeness into a public space like that without their consent i would hope that there's some kind of liability yeah yeah i mean i think I know I forget, I, you know, I've been out of school for a minute. There was some state that had like kind of like a negative publicity claim of action where I guess it, the idea was like, if you harm someone's basically reputation that that person could sue you, you could probably get that for something like this as well, I imagine, especially if anyone, you know, lost their job or, you know, faced any other type of negative consequence the, the conversation around consent then it becomes a natural segue into the situation with uh chris styles uh who was one of the promoters from duce palooza yes which is uh more, more popularly associated with rory from the joe button podcast so chris styles is i, I don't know if it's even accused at this point if it's alleged that because it seems to be some level of ownership but it's essentially he was identified as someone who was being aggressive with women and uh, women be- began to come forward and share testimonies of, of their encounters with him. And some made claims of sexual assault. He came out on the live and conceded that he may have been inappropriate with women uh, ex- in- engaging in toxic behavior for uh, an extended period of time. But I think he did deny allegations of assault and, and rape. But um, I guess the conversation isn't necessarily about those events, but more so about the idea of 
when what does no mean you know what what does consent look like in environments like you know a club or a after a after club party you know alcohol infused experiences I, I i don't know like let, let let's get to this how do you want to approach this okay so when everything was unfolding on twitter i kind of saw that in real time then i saw his live i then a, another page um came out with another young woman sharing her experiences and I looked at some of the screenshots on that page and apparently somebody said that there's like up to 40 women basically all with very similar encounters. I think one of the things that kind of disturbed me the most from the beginning was just the dickhead nature of his behavior. Like before anything like this, one girl said that he was basically like, oh, you ain't fucking get out. And it's three in the morning. She doesn't know where she's at. And he was just on something like, yo, Murrow's around the corner. Like another girl who was basically the same thing, another young lady. She said that um, when it was clear to him that they were not going to have sex, that he kicked her out of his hotel room and her, like, and didn't even let her charge her phone. So she wasn't even really able to get an Uber to get back to where she needed to be. Um, another girl, uh, multiple girls said that uh, he tries to, you know, fill you up full of liquor. And, you know, another girl basically accused him of sexual assault, saying that she that he pushed her head down onto his dick. Um, and I think, I think that he believes that he was only an asshole. And right. I think the, the hard part is... And I've spoken to a couple male friends about this, like young girls, especially we're taught from like a very, very young age um, about the dangers of being with, you know, boys and men. But it seems like boys don't ever get that lesson. And then they're just like unleashed into the world and then shit like this is happening he didn't understand he's he also didn't seem to understand the coercion aspect which is another thing that um i found concerning because people were saying that um he was trying to flaunt his affiliations to get these girls to want to fuck him in all of this and it's like it's clearly nobody. Right, it's clearly on, nobody on, guiding on. these niggas and and that bothers me because it's 2020 like we shouldn't still be well, going no, through no, this. No. Let, let, hold on, wait, wait, because there there is some some stuff to unpack. So I don't want to make any presumptions about biases or level of understanding people have coming into this conversation um, in, in terms of our uh, listenership. So when we say coercion, co- the definition that we're using is the practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. Right. So we're we're saying. He he. These women were coerced into into sexual activity. I don't think um, he was saying like I, I don't think anybody was saying that he grabbed them and put a or put a gun to someone's head. But at the same time, if you know that someone's not interested, and then you know you keep pursuing that, then you can get into a coercion line. But that's why I'm saying uh, it 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 concerns me that he didn't you know understand that. I don't want to. I don't want this to be the the ledge that I, I'm I'm walking out on because there's a lot of nastiness in this, right? 
you don't have to defend as a man. You don't have to defend somebody's mistreatment of of women. You, you should be critical of, of all things, regardless of the race or gender. You know, call a spade a spade. Be even in your assessment. Um, you, you shouldn't. You know, he he's not. He wasn't doing the right thing, in the way he was dealing with women generally, in terms of if it didn't go his way, the, the lack of of care, the the disregard. Uh, that he sh- he showed in their well being at that point, you know them they they essentially lost value to him immediately, and and that's that that's toxic behavior, right? I I can recognize that as a as a toxic trait. Okay. So we're gonna have a conversation around if we're gonna have a conversation around consent, I think that's a different conversation than having one centered around good behavior or or you know someone just being an asshole. You know what I mean? Like when we start talking about sexual assaults and and a, a person not giving their consent and and being forced uh directly or indirectly to engage in sexual activity that's a different conversation than whether or not somebody was an asshole or not right so we 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 as men and women i don't i think we we tend to view we've always viewed consent differently which i think why you you had campaigns like no means no right because i think the country has always struggled with this it was believed at one point that men couldn't, husbands couldn't be uh, accused of raping their wives, right? Like that, that's my wife. So clearly in 2020, we're not in the same place with our understanding of agency, right? Of, of a, a woman's agency and, and that sexual dynamic than we were even 20 years ago. So I don't, I don't think that this is a, I don't think this is is straightforward when we speak in generally about consent. Um, I asked many of my friends, how many women have you had sexual encounters with that at some point said no during like, you know, in the lead up to, to that encounter? A lot of them said that they had. And then it's like, well, what was the tone of the no? And then it, it gets murky because it's like no with a smile, no laughing and playing or no being unsure then 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 being persuaded, like how much, you know, where, where do you draw the line between it being assertive and it being aggressive between it being like it, it turning into well, something I'll else? Take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I will take some of the facts from this story, right? So for instance, if someone's been drinking um, or drinking heavily, especially, I would say tread lightly um, a friend of mine asked me um, after that case, what was it, Steubenville, Ohio, with the, the high school kids. And, and now I think somebody either go to jail, but they're like going to have to register as, as like sex offenders um, after some girl got really wasted and multiple boys from her school, you know, had sex. And because she was in such an intoxicated condition, it came to the level of rape, right. you know, um, because they they said she, that's how wasted she was. And he said, like, well, what do I tell my son? I said, honestly, I would just say if this person is so noticeably intoxicated that you even have that question in your mind, then let it be no. Like, you'll see this person another day. Right. Or even in this case with, with the Palooza dude, like there was screenshots of messages of him making these sexual advances and the girl being like, oh, no, nah, I'm just trying to chill. Oh, are you trying to fuck? Because I'm not trying to fuck. You know what I mean? So, and they were like multiple screenshots like that. Like, 
and and I think to me the more disturbing part was somebody some of the messages just seemed like he could not believe that somebody was gonna try to be around him and not fuck him. <laughs> like like that that was like the tone. It was just kind of like, of course we're fucking. Like why would you even be mentioning otherwise? Like See, like that to me was kind of the disturbing I, I, I part. I didn't look. I didn't want to look at all of the, the tweets from the from these women and whatnot. But I will just say generally, if a dude is trying to fuck, right? If he's clear on what his intentions are, he's he's trying to fuck. Why would you be surprised if you're not trying to fuck at there being some friction when you're in around him when he then is doubling down on trying to fuck? You know what I mean? Like just we're talking, speaking generally. I know dudes that that has said, yo, now this is what I'm trying to do. These are my intentions. And then, like, and we can make it more general. Like, say I, I'm a guy says he's 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 right. pursuing a, a casual relationship, and a woman says, Okay, I'm I'm with you. And then feelings get involved down the line, and she says, I want more than that. And he says, I right, now nah, I'm out. All right, I'm I'm done. <laughs> and she turns and feels like she was taken advantage of or feels like he, he bailed on the situation, but it's like, no. He was consistent with what his expectations were, what he, what he was looking to to accomplish, and once that that changed, when you guys weren't on the same page, he wasn't he wasn't invested in anything beyond what he wanted. Like that, you know, that formula you you applied it across the board. One one good thing that, and I did listen to you know what Button and them had to say. One good thing that I would say is like. I just feel like there are enough women who would want to be with everybody, right? Uh-huh. That if somebody is saying to you, no, I'm not trying to see you, blah, blah, blah. Like one girl said that she was even so creeped out by being around him on one occasion that every other time he came to her city, he would try to hit her up and she would try to make excuses, but he would never accept her excuses to the point where she started saying that she was on her period. And even that, would not stop him. And he was like, nah, you lying. <laughs> and it was just like, yo, like, is it impossible for somebody to fucking tell you no? Like, like, what don't you get? You know what I mean? And well, wait, I'm confused. Like, especially hold on, anybody- hold on, hold on. If, if he was engaging in such a, a nasty approach with her, where she was that uncomfortable, why are you even entertaining these text messages? Why are you taking his phone calls? Why are you responding? Why are you still having conversations that are okay. sexual in nature? No, I mean, I mean, this is. I'm just speaking generally. No, I don't. No, no. She, she. So that's the thing. I don't think that it was a. They were having a sexual conversation. She said she was around him. I guess one time, and it, and then you have, especially if you've been, you know, on a party scene or whatever. There might be somebody who you see out at these events and then you spend time one-on-one and then it's like oh this is not what i thought it was and it's not necessarily that you're gonna i guess completely dead the person but some people have trouble doing that and i another thing that i think we kind of forget is that especially like as girls like and i'm talking about you know teenage you know preteen, teenage especially like you know early you know 20s especially like you're taught that like you kind of have to placate men in a way and that's a safety who 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 measure who, wait, as wait, well. who are you taught that by by society by your, your parents who, who's teaching that all of the above i don't i don't know if i because I, don't, I don't teach my daughter to play man no because but what i'm saying is in terms of like when you're being pursued because i'm pretty sure 
every girl, I could say if you grew up in New York City, right? Like you've been in a situation where somebody's been, you know, like what we call now street harassment. Somebody's trying to talk to you or whatever, and you're ignoring them. And now because you're ignoring them, something now you're in a dangerous situation because, you know, a guy can't take no for an answer. Like we've seen that. We've seen that that girl who was like super young get killed. Um, what was it at like Juve or whatever? Cause some guy tried to dance with her and she didn't want to dance with him and he killed her. Like these are real things that happen. So I think it's easy, you know, for, you know, some people to be like, oh, well, I just wouldn't talk to him or I just wouldn't be around him. And da, da, da. it's like, but then when you do take that approach, then that shit is dangerous too. Yeah. But that, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but what we were talking about a gentleman who doesn't live in your city hitting you up on the basis of him being in, in town and you, you, t- T- taking those calls and, and texts when you have no interest in dealing with him in that way. I think at a certain point you say, well, nah, I'm just not going to entertain that. Like period, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't want to want to dwell on this, but. But that's what I'm saying. So, so how come I want to know, and now you grew up as a boy and now you have, sons and a daughter i just don't understand why the conversation is so vastly different it's like, not though and, and that's what i was gonna say it's no, not, no, 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 it's listen, not listen, because what i was gonna say is there is a the conversation is about agency and context and those two things are not mutually exclusive and they are not in opposition i think it is important that we all have individual agency regardless of the gender Right. You treat your boy children like you treat your, your girl children. It's the same thing. Right. You you have to teach them the ability to be be independent, be your own but people, what I'm make your own decisions. But at the same time, you have to teach them to understand context. And and that and that that is right. a slippery slope. You you say the woman, a woman could wear whatever she wants. Right. When we start talking about, oh, she shouldn't wore that dress. You remember that that old dated thinking she right. shouldn't wore a dress that short. You know, she, she was inviting right. it. And it's like, no, you don't blame the victim. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have to be mindful of the context. Be mindful of the environment. That, that's and that's across the board. Right. But at the same mm-hmm. time, but at the same time, I feel like that's the same saying that I heard because I remember with the Mike Tyson rape case in the early nineties hearing adults in my family be like, Well, what was she doing in his room at three in the morning? It's like <laughs> Yeah, three in the morning is, is at a hotel is fucking time. But at the same time, if I got there and then changed my mind, that doesn't mean that I deserve to get raped. Like, right? But we, I, or that it wasn't raped because I was because I was somewhere at three in the morning with a man. Like, like there's a there's still a lot of people who have those thoughts, and that's what I'm saying. As a young girl, you get taught that don't you know, listen, if like, don't, don't be alone with a dude because he can attack you or don't send this kind of message or don't wear this or don't talk like this or don't act like that. But then boys get what? Like, don't jump out the bushes and snatch somebody. It seems no, is, is the only no, lesson that the boys no, Cause I, I don't, I don't like that. Cause then we're, we're making it seem as though is, is that men are just predators and women are, are are the targets as though there aren't women rapists out there. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying other than being other than snatch not snatching anybody or not physically holding anybody down, it seems that the conversations are definitely not as detailed as as the talks that that girls and and, and women get because it's too we hear the same 
stories too many times. It, it comes from back, high school on it, up. It, it, it comes <laughs> back to the same thing, though. It's agency and context. It's like a person living in the middle of the hood and they're a straight A student and all they're doing is focused on the academics, but you're in the middle of a concrete jungle. And you say, you know what? I'm I'm just about my school books, but I'm gonna wear whatever the, whatever the hell I want. So you come outside, you rocking your your all red to match your Jordans, but you live in a crip neighborhood. And what happens? Now you get jumped. Now you get stabbed. And now you get assaulted. You say, yo, he was a good kid. He didn't have to do anything to to warrant that. And he, you don't deserve that just for wearing a color, right? But it's like the context. You know the environment that you're in. You you don't have to put yourself in certain situations. That doesn't alleviate. The, the wrongdoer of, of accountability. But, but a lot of these situations were not, but a lot of these situations were not that obvious. And that's, that's what I'm saying. The problem is because a lot of this was, oh yeah, I knew him in high school and we linked back up, you know, afterwards, blah, blah, blah. So you're thinking that this is somebody that you can be safe around. And then it comes to find out that that's actually the opposite of the truth. It, so that's what it's I'm so, it's so, a case by case basis. But if you say Mike Tyson, if, but, I, if, but, I, but if I flirted with you earlier that night and you come to my hotel room at three o'clock in the morning, would I, in my mind, is that a guaranteed night? Not you know, not necessarily, but would that be an expectation that oh she came here to do something? More than likely, you right. know what I'm saying. And but then mm-hmm. what? But then when she says that she's not, shouldn't that be the end of it? It should. It should. And but then we're talking about a different uh, conversation at that point. Is that what she said? Because at that point, it's his word versus hers. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess for me. I think the 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 thing that happens in a lot of these situations is because especially you can this Palooza boy, you know, um a lot of the other um people who who done this, like there are people around them that turn a blind eye or in even worse cases, some even, you know, facilitate some of this. And I think the problem that happens is that nobody's holding anybody accountable right like well he was affiliated with that organization for a significant amount of time like how many people were still doing business with harvey weinstein you know no people apparently no, were um it's don't do that because that it, that's no no mm-hmm. what are you saying don't do that but, but what i'm saying is it a lot of these people were known about like like people who do things like this but yet they are welcomed into certain spaces, and a lot of those spaces are male spaces. Yeah, but so like it like as a man. So here's my uh-huh. question: So as a man, if you know another man is doing something wrong, whether it's being sexually aggressive or not taking care of his kids, or you know cheating on his wife, like whatever. Like when you know another man is doing something wrong, are y'all correcting each other? I don't want to be the voice of of people with gonads. But if, if you're talking about people in my circle, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not friends with any dudes that don't take care of their kids. Now, I don't I don't think that that end up being a, a conscious effort on my part is one thing that I sat back and realized one day that every dude I know is an active parent. And then you go into the space of would you be comfortable being friends with some a dude that was a deadbeat or a dude that was abusive or like an answer is no. You know what I mean? Like, how can you deal with a, a person with, in a normal manner that is dysfunctional in that sense? Because I think that's a, a dysfunctionality. You know, the, all of those things are no, character I, I agree, but but a lot of people, 
a lot of people are okay with that from certain people, especially dudes who don't take care of their kids. Right. Yeah. And I, and I said this to a relative myself who had been trying to get in contact with me. And I told that person, you know, at first I thought they would get the hint, but the person kept trying. So one day, you know, we were in a group setting and I said, let me just let you know, you don't hear from me because you didn't do the right thing with your kids. And for me, that's a, that's a line. Yeah. And, you know, and, and of right, course, there's nothing wrong with that. And we, we don't have to get into just about kids in particular, because when we talk about accountability, accountability goes across the board. And it's not just men holding holding course. other men accountable. It's the women in men's lives holding each other accountable as well. Well, we reference people who are who are enabled and empowered. Right. Like the Harvey Weinsteins. When I draw lines in the sand, you know, there are far too few people who stand there with me. I, I didn't support those Jay-Z films that he did. Uh, one was the the uh, Brower story and the other one, mm-hmm. uh, I, it escapes me at the top of, off the top of my head, but those deals were done through oh, Trayvon, the Trayvon right? Martin story, right? So it's like, it's like mm-hmm. those, you know, people have convenient, uh, convenient outrage and selective outrage. And so you say, oh, I'm but what was the issue with the issue those? with those is Jay-Z was able to facilitate those through Harvey Weinstein's production company. And so then we start looking at it ah. and you say, well, it, you know, the, the means justify the ends. And it's like, well, nah, this is how it works. And this is and this is the, the reoccurring thing that you see in, in multiple facets of the issues that we have today. That is selective politics is selective outrage. And we, we see it and we're going to come to Tarana Burke. You see it with the Me Too movement. You know, it, it's, it's political. When it, when it serves your interests. To, to not be outraged, they're silent. And when it serves the interest to be outraged, they're at the front of the line. Keep the same energy. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't. So, mm-hmm. okay. Since, since we're there now, since you brought that up, what, what's your, I think I have an idea of what your issue is, but what is your actual issue? My actual issue. With the Toronto, Toronto bird. Oh, I think that's it. I think I think time's up for me too. You said so. So for those, so but you're saying in terms of her support for Joe Biden, yes. or just okay. all right. So 2020 May May 2020, you have a presidential can- uh, nominee who has shady dealings internationally, who has uh, a checkered pass with legislation, who has a checkered pass with women. And uh, uh, allegations of of improper behavior and sexual uh, sexual acts. Um, somebody who whose own mental capacity is being questioned. Who am I describing? <laughs> I mean, at this point, it could be and either that one. Is, and <laughs> that is precisely my point. Who am I describing? When both of your candidates, when the the sitting president and the nominee for the Democratic uh, Party are one and the same person. Then, then what that forces me to do is to examine the landscape because it's not about being pro-Trump or, or anti-Biden. But when you look at the, the politics of it, why is Biden the, 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 the clear preference when his shit is just as nasty as Trump is, if not nastier? I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with Joe Biden so- going back to the 94 crime bill. I just had this conversation with, with my man Kendall. Shout out, shout out to I Kendall. We in the same boat with that. Shout out to Kendall. Like, like, why, why black um, people are so willing to 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 align themselves with Joe Biden? Joe Biden was adamant about taking a, a black woman as vice president. He moonwalked that back. Yes. He was adamant about 
of he was he's been prompted consistently to speak to the black agenda. What are you doing for black people? He hasn't he hasn't brought anything to the table, and now he's saying the future of this country is Mexican. Why are black people in love with Joe Biden? <laughs> what? Come on, man, you got to cut the shit. Wait, wait, wait. When did when did Joe Biden say the future of the country was Mexican? Oh, make me make me pull it up. <laughs> you turned up. I, I I missed that one. And just uh, normally in normal times, I watch Rachel Maddow like every night. But since this pandemic been going on, my anxiety is through the roof. So I haven't even been, you know, really able to indulge in the news the way I like to. So I'm not up on this. I heard a couple podcasts about this woman who reported that he sexually assaulted her at the time and apparently she's had some people come out to corroborate um some aspects of her story mm-hmm. and the last i heard was that i guess they asked who did they ask they asked Kristen Gillibrand about it i believe i don't remember what she said but Kristen Gillibrand was one of the people who was the main ones out there saying that Al Franken should go because he you know, fake grab the lady's boobs and for, you know, being stupid in the picture. But she seems to be quiet about this. So, I mean, I, aside from my personal feelings, I think the politically smart thing here to do would be just do like the Republicans would be like, this person is disgusting. I hate it. But he's going to do the agenda that we want. And I think that people would actually feel better if that's the stance that people took instead of being like, well, everyone's entitled to due process. Like I would just, I would find it refreshing if somebody would be like, Hey, this is disgusting. I don't agree with this at all, but I know that Joe Biden would not appoint a climate denier to the Supreme court or something like that versus, you know, everyone should be heard and I'm waiting for the process. And you know what I mean? Like, I think we should just be more pragmatic because like you said, we can't win the, the character, you know, argument here. Yeah. But you know what? I don't even think that that story, the story there is about Joe Biden. Like th- that shit is nasty and people need to be honest with themselves when you start talking about, the, the politics of it and, and what just aligning yourself with on an individual basis. The real story is is the damage that this chick, uh, Tawana Burke, has done to me too, that, that whole movement. I think the movement shot. But how has she, you're saying by her support of Biden. No, not just by her support. What she said, and I'll pull it up because I took note of it. She says that my stance has never wavered. Survivors have a right to speak their truth and to be given the space to heal. That's that's okay. That's agreeable. That the ain't now the inconvenient truth <laughs> were the inconvenient truth is that this story. Speaking of Biden's uh, sexual allegation, this story is uh-huh. impacting us differently because it hits at the heart of one of the most important elections of our lifetime. Word. The inconvenient truth. Word. That's what we're doing. Okay. She's out of here. Is there more to that quote? Oh, it's a whole lot more. She goes on. (laughs) She got like, I don't know how anybody could feel comfortable, uh, comfortable going with this. But she goes on to say, 
that um oh man I, I lost it. I'm actually looking at the the article. She okay. but she, she basically so, so... goes on to say that the, uh, the 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 young lady Tara Reid, who is the uh, accuser of Joe Biden, that she has uh, some concerns about her credibility, and you know while while, oh. while all women should be believed, um her you know her credibility needs to come into question. So now. So okay. this is how this comes full circle for me. Now you know I, I stand here as a proud black man, right? So when when you when you told me and not you individually, the collective you, when you when you all told me that women need to be believed, I said yes. But I also said yo that shit is dangerous as hell, right? When when we have a bunch of white women saying you need to believe women at face value, as a black man living in this country. With the the rate of false convictions, I said no, I'm not with that. I said let's look at this on a case by case basis. That's the unpopular opinion, right? When you show that kind of reservation, but okay, that, that whatever. That's what we open ourselves up to by by in the name of progress. All right, you know you concede on certain things, right? So we say okay, believe all women because you, this is what you're dictating to me. I have to believe all all victims, despite the number of people who have come out and, and given false statements. We, we we're going to take everybody at face value. And that's what is expected of me as a man. But when I have now the, the lady who has been identified as the, the, the point person of the Me Too movement start talking about her credibility needs to be examined, why, why her? Why not everybody? Like, once you do it for one person, okay. you can do it for everybody. Okay. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So I think the problem, first of all, do not get stank with me. That's <laughs> number fault, one. My fault, my fault. Number two. <laughs> Right, because I have not lied on anybody about this shit is anything. Just nasty, man. It's um, nasty. Go ahead. So, what I think your your outrage is about is what people refer to as kind of like this um professional activist class that that these people now have. So you know how now, like like a lot of these people start on Twitter or these various places. And then they get a little juice and now they're on TV and they're being invited to certain, you know, events and they're getting, you know, put on the board of this and and they're advising these candidates. And now they they now have a second agenda. So it's whatever the original agenda was. And now the second agenda is going to be money. Right. So unfortunately, a lot of these loyalties get split right because i guarantee you if that was the tarana burke of you know whatever five years ago let's say or or whenever this got started she probably would have had a different stance but that tarana burke wasn't the one in the magazines and you know at the black girls rocket and things like this it's just like anything else once you introduce money to us into a situation and and now the D rays and these kind of people. Now that this is something that people can get rich off of, it's going to just have a whole bunch of conflicts of interest and, and dirty dealing. Unfortunately, Shorty said this doesn't necessarily have to be a black and white decision. The, de- the, de- <laughs> okay, the defense okay. of Joe Biden no. shouldn't rest on whether or not he's a good guy or our only hope. Instead, he could demonstrate what it looks like to be both accountable and electable. Get Jamel. the fuck out of here. Jamel, uh-huh. Jamel, um, you're giving me anxiety. That shit don't sound nasty to you. So, uh, Accountable and electable. I, I didn't. I, <laughs> Time's up for me too. I said my. Time's pe- up. That's it. <laughs> oh, That's it. No, no. I'm done with it. No, I, I, I don't. 
<laughs> I didn't know that you was so affiliated with it that you could be done with it, but um no we well we, we start talking I, like about I said, accountability i i can i'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. you know what i'm saying we, we i think it sounds like you no are. i had serious concerns about the implications of that <laughs> of, of that kind of approach from joe but i i say okay I, i'll okay. i'll fall on the sword for the greater good but it's far okay. too many like we can't do things in a vacuum there are too many men who we just talked about Russell Simmons right uh, last week? There are too many men that that yeah. are losing their livelihoods, losing their their, their ability to generate money and to, and to make moves professionally on the on the 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 weight of an accusation. And too many of them prove to be falsehoods. Like we gotta we we gotta hold people accountable. I don't know. Yes, I don't know the numbers on the the falsehoods, but at the same time, like I said, when you make something a job people are going to be different. And I and you've seen it with D-Ray, and now I think you're seeing it with, with Tarana Burke, and I'm sure, um, you know, what's the other lady? Uh, Linda Sarsour, people have, you know, certain concerns about her, and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, I think that, like I said, like people's motivations get split. Once you realize that you can be something more than the person who's just, getting the followers on Twitter or, or, you know, has the, you know, Instagram following or whatever. Once you realize that like, oh, if I, now you, they start playing a character. Now I'm going to play this character, you know, of an activist and I'm going to go on, you know, Ricky Smiley, you know, mm-hmm. and the Steve Harvey show. And, and I'm, and I'm going to get it to do a tour off of this. And, you know, I can make little cameos on, Real Housewives of Atlanta, whatever, like that shit gets intoxicating. Like we know fame is the most dangerous drug of them all. It's, it's and politics. a lot of these people that a lot of it is look, she's yeah, playing politics. And once you and once you you recognize that all all of these people are actors and they're playing playing in politics, then you you, you it, it definitely devalues the work. Period. Okay, now I agree, but but you are increasing my anxiety, so we're gonna move on to a lighter topic. Okay. Um, where you want to go? Are you caught up on insecure? Are you caught up on in- insecure? Yeah, yes. we're we gonna talk about that too. It ain't no lighter topics. Okay. We so <laughs> yeah, get so east, east and dry ass big... out here too. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, gee. all right. Nah, listen, listen. I I, I binge watched one and two. well, it's not binging if it's only two episodes. I I, I watched one and two back to back, and I caught three. Oh, uh, actually, earlier today, but what I would say before we get into it, Issa Rae, Issa Rae is is a beautiful woman, man. I, her skin, oh, her skincare regimen, she made me want to go put some black soap on my face and get the vitamin E oil. Like her skin is, yeah, is, is she, she got it going like, on. Damn, man! Shout out to Issa. She Rae. was the, she was the most. Um, is she what is she? She's a cover girl now, I think, right? Like she got some type of beauty campaign, and I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, like, no, her, her skin looked crazy. Like I'm like, damn. She, she, she's gorgeous skin. But go ahead. Uh, so on Twitter. Okay. Uh, the t- Twitter was ablaze about the scene where she's eating with her brother. Right. And she basically says that Kendola is basically reaping the rewards of Lawrence's time with Issa. Because she's like, you know, I got to do with the potential and you know, who didn't really have anything going on. And now the one who 
you know, got the job he wanted and he's back out here and, you know, basically got his shit together. Now he's with somebody else and she's alone basically mm-hmm. and can't get that time back. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of the, I don't even know what you would call these people. A, a lot of the, uh, the, 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 some a of the of these popular online voices, uh-huh. uh, so, uh, some <laughs> of the popular online voices were saying things like, that's why you should not date potential. So my question to you okay. is one, should people date potential? And then two, how come I only hear this com- conversation amongst black people and specifically black women are seem to be the one the ones being asked to wait well okay so it's a lot of questions you just asked me number one i would say firmly that that is not something that is unique to black women and and that is something that has that has happened or has been in existence uh for as long as there's been civilization which is why you know to this day there's a there's a dowry for a bride right it's business uh, you, you date based on potential that we, we all do, j- historically speaking. But when we start talking about uh, 2020, a lot of the times, and it, uh, you know what, from a personal experience, I've had I've okay. had a, a woman in my past take credit for me being the person that I am, saying that, quote, she made, she, was she she made me. Hell yeah, stupid ass. Hey, yeah, she was wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> She made yes, okay. yes. All right. Yes. I'm, no, I'm no, but but you're saying that as if that's mad obvious, and and there's no way because at the end of the day, I think there are some men, especially who they would not have made certain moves they made unless it was um for the women that that they were with at the time, and it, had they been with different women who didn't push them or push them in a different direction, they wouldn't be in a position they're in. Like that's not okay. A lie. Okay. Well. You know what? You're right about that. We're talking about actionable uh, decisions, action items. I'm talking about personality. <laughs> She's saying she, she, she. But, she, but even though, but, but even though personality too, like, like, look, there are. Okay. Let me ask you this. You've known me since before the internet. Am I a, a yes. fundamentally different person now than I was 10 years ago than I was 20, you know, well, let's say as adults, since I was 18, beyond natural growth and no. evolution, have I become a different person? You know what I mean? Like, not to my knowledge. I think uh, I think that's ego and arrogance when when women take credit for 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 certain things when it comes to their, their partner. But we're not going to make this about women or, or about black women, right? We're going to just make this more more general. Um, I think I think men, the men that I know, and you know the men that I know of, I think we make uh, decisions about our partners based on what we're doing and if they could fit into that right if, if right if, but a if lot of times niggas ain't doing nothing if they're moldable if they're able to fit into it if they're pliable it's all right you know we we this is what i'm doing you know we make that work i think women i think women tend to to project all of these things onto men right or maybe a, a dude is saying you know sharing what he's considering pursuing and she's more in on what he uh, 
what he's going to arrive at as opposed to where he is, as opposed to the process and the journey. And if he falters or has a missteps or even a change of heart, they feel like he, uh, he didn't, you know, follow through that she was lied to, you know, and, and he gets it together after they break up and, and, you know, goes full circle to what he was originally intended to do. And then you say, Oh, well I put in the work to get him, get him to that point. No, you didn't. Like the dude was moving at, at his pace. So are you saying that, that people don't, so are you saying that people don't, that there's no such thing as potential? Like, like, what are you saying? Of, because of course, I saying, felt, I, honestly, I felt what Issa was saying because I feel like did. I have been, uh, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I said, of course you did. You, I think women, you, women align themselves with potential differently than men do. Like you, the thing that okay. Now that is interesting, but don't be acting like I like I didn't <laughs> like I'm the first person in the no, world no. to waste time on a nigga because I'm not okay. okay? Right, and I damn sure was, and I damn sure wasn't the last. Right, now, now, tomorrow morning, there's gonna be a, a teenage girl that's gonna invest in her first heartbreak. <laughs> waste waste of time, all 2020. Like I get it. Go ahead though. So yes. I I do agree that. I think that men are short-sighted and I probably, and I think that that's probably something a reason um, why men don't <laughs> date potential. Cause a man is like, Oh, you're not doing that right now. Like, like a dude who wants a certain type of woman, if that person is not the woman that he wants at that moment, he's not going to fuck with her at all. I think that that's probably the difference. Whereas like women will be like, okay, well he has some of what I want. I'll give it a try and see if we can get the rest in order. But you see, you see how how what that opens up that Pandora's box, right? That, that's why I find I know too many women in real life that a deal with a guy who checks a lot of the boxes that she wants checked, right? And the stuff that she's not getting from that guy, she'll go out and supplement from other men that she knows. Even if, oh, even God. if she's, even if we're not talking about having affairs and, and actually cheating, but you, you, you know, you're talking about getting all of the deficiencies that you, uh, you don't feel are being addressed, addressed by any means. When we start talking about potential and how how we measure things, or even how we measure success, I think sometimes a, a lot of men differ in their view of 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 success. Which is like okay, you have a you have a professional degree. How many women do you know? Now, this is a loaded question. This 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 is a loaded question. How many women do you know that measure their personal success based on their professional success? How many women do you know that their pro, their profession is who they are as a person? I don't know. I, I feel like it would be the same amount as men. I don't. I don't. I don't believe so. Because what do because you think there, the there is, is. A, there is a huge difference. You know what you do is not who you are, right? And and, and honestly, I think if 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 we say that, just generally speaking, and these are all generalizations, if we say that a, a man is more likely to view a woman separately from her profession, then even that 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 line of thinking would help justify and rationalize how a man could tr- deal with a woman. And, and be almost interchangeable in how he goes from a woman who is has a professional degree to a woman who is completely uneducated. And you say, oh, well, his, his standards drop. Not necessarily. Maybe the, both women are serving a, a role, the role that he needs them to, to, to fulfill. You know what I'm saying? 
like how uh, I think how a man sometimes measures measures things is, is just different. I, I love Agreed. I love to agree. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a woman, especially and now when you're thinking along the lines of insecure, when you're in your late 20s and your early 30s, right? Like as a woman, especially if you're a person who wants to have children, you kind of have to know where you're at in these relationships, because especially once you get into your 30s, like, unfortunately, you know, biology is not really on your side to be waiting around for some nigga to get his shit together. But I just kind of hate how a lot of times, it or at least it appears that women make that sacrifice more than men, because I don't ever hear a story of a man saying, oh, you know, I was with her through grad school or her residency or this or that, and and then she left me. Or, you know, I stayed with her when she was laid off and then she left me. But you hear the the reverse of that story all the time. Well, hold on. There's a lot of socioeconomic factors in that. Um, And and that that takes us quite naturally to my dude on, on Instagram who got killed. Oh God. Uh, oh my God. Now this dude this this is this is a bar. So I, I don't know his actual name, but it's a, a gentleman. Don't yeah, don't even oh, it's not okay, important. All right. So it's a gentleman who he graduated from law school about four months ago. And 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 passing uh and becoming a JD, right? Getting his juris doctorate. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, by the yep. way. Uh he went on to make a post on Instagram and I guess it, it got shared on Twitter um, where he, he mm-hmm. was absolutely eviscerated for. Yep. I want, I want, I, I, I want to, I want to read this and you, you said you were a part of this and I'm going to tell you, I was, I don't know if I agree with this one. So I, I want to read this and you tell me what your issue was with it. So he says, and I'm reading, I quote, now that I'm JD'd, I've entered into a new arena of black men. And in this arena, I'm the prize now. Don't just take my word for it, though. And before you kill me in the comments, let me drop some stats for your ass right quick so you can see my point. Black women outnumber black men by two million. Black women don't want to deal with a black man who's gay, down low, has baby mama issues, or has a felony conviction uh, record in jail, which collectively is a large percentage of our race. Unfortunately, as statistically, uh, 37% of black men are in jail, while one third of black men have some form of a criminal record. Um, is anything he said at that point inaccurate? No. Okay. Black women typically don't want to date down and prefer to have a black man that is on the same playing field as her or, or higher. Well, well, statistically, only 7% of black men are professionals. Is anything he said there inaccurate? Mm, I do not think okay. so. Okay. Uh, With this massive criteria that black women don't want, and when dating a black man, they have essentially drastically limited the dating pool of viable black men that majority of black women are currently after, which means means everyone doesn't get picked, and statistically, 70% of black women go unmarried. You see where I'm going here. Now, is any of the data he cited inaccurate? Is there anything wrong with what he said? I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Okay. Additionally, black women, and it, it gets a little more subjective now. Additionally, black women want their mate to be attractive, 
have some form of edge, style to be exciting, and not be a lame, etc. I know that all that is subjective, but everyone doesn't have the so-called, quote, X factors, which lowers the number of viable black men even lower. Uh, it was anything he said there, completely object, objectable, objectionable, excuse me. Mm. No. no. Okay. Uh, so he concludes, so with me now gaining access into this very small percentage of black men that are young, for the record, I'm under 30 with two degrees, single and attractive, are heterosexual, have no criminal record, no baby mama drama, and have some form of high paying career potential, that majority of black women are competing against each other for dot, dot, dot. You tell me who's the real, the real prize here. Now you react. What did he say that was so wrong? So I think, <laughs> so first of all, um, the, you notice that he said have some form of career potential because what the Twitter Bureau of Investigation found out is that while he put all of them stats down, he did not pass the bar. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of quiet for him on, on his career front, right? Well, so, no, no. Yeah, no, there, there was... Go ahead, go ahead. Re react generally. He said career potential. Ahead, re re said potential. I want you to react what? to what he said, not, 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 about, his, not about his own... If you would stop cutting a black woman oh, off, I would I'm get cutting there. a black woman off. Okay, go ahead, Queen. Talk yeah. So, what I think... My thing is this. Everyone knows those statistics. So, the fact that he had to write a whole five paragraph essay on Instagram was completely irrelevant. And what I, the first thing that I said on Twitter is people act like getting a law degree or a, a medical degree is going to make somebody not corny. He's corny. Mm. Like all of his pictures, he just seems like he want to be some kind of like male fashion blogger or something. Like I looked at one of his pictures. I was like, he got on some old wannabe fucking rock nation brunch suit on <laughs> supposedly at court. Like just get out of here. Like, like my thing is this, it's like everyone, especially as a black professional woman, every one of us in this class knows a nigga like that. And nobody likes him. <laughs> like they were the guys. So uh, a friend of mine used to do this like monthly happy hour and she would invite other black people who worked in, you know, kind of like finance, consulting, like, like these kind of like elite professions. So now at this point, everybody here has a good job, right? Like, so, you know, you have people who worked in consulting, people who worked in investment banking, like, like, mm -hmm. you know, financial risk rate agency. So everybody's on the same level, but there was this one dude there that, it was like he wanted to hit you with the like I work at Goldman Sachs and thought that that meant like you was immediately supposed to be on his dick. Like that's like how this Instagram fool is. It's like at the end of the day, you still have to be somebody. Okay. Okay. Like like so you could have all of all of the and that's what and and this is what I was saying to another friend of mine. A lot of dudes who think like that don't have luck with women and they can't understand why. That is fair. And that is I remember. Fair. I remember there was somebody who was on some, well, you know, same thing. Oh, well, you know, I'm a black man with no kids and I got a degree and I'm under, you know, 25 and, and I got this type of job. And it's like, first of all, the person in question, it was like, yeah, you got the company name, but your salary is not popping. So you're already fronting. And two, 
you're still going to be corny. That's what people don't realize. Like, didn't Fab tell y'all niggas years ago when he got into it with Ray J? Like, there are just a bunch of corny niggas out here. And you can add whatever situation to the person that you want, and they might still be corny. Listen, I, I, like, I get what you're saying. Like, like I know I, I get what you're saying, like, but like no, I, I disagree with you. Because what you're doing is... You don't think you don't think what he did was corny? I think corny? what he said stung a lot of women. I think what he said was a gut punch for a lot of women. I think he he comes off as corny and he might very well be a corn ball, but that doesn't mean that his message wasn't on point. And it He's not a prize because he's corny. So, so That's he, my fucking He stand. doesn't have the the X factor. He doesn't have the edge, the the whatever X right. factor that, that he alluded to in in that in that uh in that that post. But the fact of the matter is the the data bears out what he's saying. To be true, the the statistics are but what they are. The the uh huh. Like what he's so what he's saying is, is how are we defining prize? How are we defining prize? Well, we're defi- no, 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 no. Just- what, what he's not defining, what he is challenging, is the notion that women are the prize, and that's why so many women are triggered. I have a feeling. Yes. I have a feeling that he was triggered no. by somebody who left his ass. That that, ver- that okay. very well may be true, but that doesn't explain the scores of women everywhere that was outraged by this. He He's not that corny. His, his cornball status can't be that high to generate this this strong of an emotional response. I think so, what he says stung. So, it was a gut punch. He, he punched a, a couple of chicks in the, in the uterus with this one. But 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 gut punch in terms of what? Like that's what it I'm saying. Challenge, like, challenges. You're one nigga. You're, mm-hmm. you're one nigga who graduated from a bottom tier law school and failed the bar. So therefore, you have no job right now. People, like on, that's what he people, is. People were adamantly celebrating the idea that he somehow has failed in life because he didn't pass the bar on a first try, and just the idea of that seems odd to me. No, no, right? but, well, that's not. No, no. What are you talking? No, no, because because my thing is this: if you're saying that you're a prize, what is a what what constitutes a prize other than you posting these fucking weirdo ass outfits on it, Instagram? That, it, that, because no, 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 no. Because according to him, mm-hmm. according to him, his same Instagram where he wrote this shit, his father is a lawyer, and the brother also he has a twin brother who passed the bar, and he and they were supposedly going to go into business together. You cannot be a practicing attorney if you have not passed the bar. Right. So, so he has to. So this is what I'm saying. So at this the, point, the exam. Right, right, and right now, this is all from 2020. So it's like he's not even working right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like at this point, you're just a highly credentialed unemployed nigga. I, I, I like want, that's the thing I that, want the that record, was killing me. I want the record to reflect the the difference between the message and the messenger. And what we have here is the he messenger attempting to be killed. But the, he was the wrong messenger because a nigga, because a nigga who don't have a job can't tell me he's a fucking prize. Because <laughs> at this point, and this is the thing, and now I'm getting upset because the thing is, a lot of these niggas, and it happens all the time. And I'm actually surprised because I believe that he, I, I, he went to school in the south. So I'm like, you should have been around some black women, and you wouldn't really need to do this. I more see this from like the dudes who kind of went to Yale and and used to like a bunch of white girls and Asian girls do shit like this. But it's like he went to school in, uh, I believe, uh, New Orleans or Louisiana somewhere. So it's just like you're sitting here talking about how you have this credential and that credential and da 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 da. But the main thing you need you don't have, which is a job. 
Like at this point, and this is and it's niggas like him who don't understand why there will be a girl who works at an investment bank but will fuck a bus driver. The bus driver got a job, you bum ass nigga. So you're telling me that the dude who is one bar exam away from being able to have his own practice doesn't have an appeal, isn't gonna be appealing, doesn't have a viable career path. I'm saying come on. This I'm I'm saying that no no no. What I am saying is that he seems to be the type of dude who doesn't understand that that is not attractive to everyone. We just got finished talking about potential. Maybe there is somebody who don't mind an unemployed nigga laying around studying for the bar because maybe when he passed, maybe he'll stay with her, right? Like, like there might be somebody out here who's like that. Or there might be somebody who's like, you know what, I'm good. I'll get a nigga who already got a job. I, I think I'm going to circle back to my original premise, which is the accuracy of what he said is what's generating this response more so than where he is right now waiting to take the bar again. Like his his failure of the bar exam the first time around does not justify this emotional response from, from women. He said that he is a quote unquote prize as if women should now be competing for this him. Is, this goes back to how that's, we that's what... how we measure potential. A lot of a lot of the qualifications for a lot of women don't want to be in competition for an unemployed nigga. But we're not talking about his employability. He's clearly going to be employable. What we're talking about is Is we're talking about how viable he is uh, as a person, as as a mate, and his viability through the eyes of these women is being attributed to his professional status. His job is not who he is. He's saying that. He is saying he's that. saying well, he, that's he's what directly, I'm saying. Like, like, directly like, speaking to that. Somebody them. made a good point. Mm-hmm. Some somebody made a good point online. Somebody said he's the exact dude that will have a fifty-four thousand dollar a year government job and a ten-year-old car and want you to be on his dick. Like this, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but what's wrong with a, a, he's a, a reliable vehicle and a salary government job? Shout out to all the government workers who are getting their pay through this COVID nineteen crisis. I'm not gonna let you finish that like that. Um, okay. Like, but but what I'm saying is there are a lot of people. Like, so for me, I didn't think like I don't put a lot of weight onto what someone does necessarily, right? Because as we know in New York City, especially, there are a lot of you know public service type jobs that pay more than some other jobs, right? Like, I'm not married to the title of someone's job, right? Because yeah, a teacher, let's say, might make $60,000. But if there's a a sanitation worker who's making 95, like who's really living better? You know what I mean? So I I was never married to those kind of things. There are certain people who want certain things for the look. But at the end of the day, like for him to be like, I'm the prize now. Like everybody was supposed to drop what they was doing and hop on his dick. Get he out of here. Like he challenged the power dynamic, and that's that has people triggered. He didn't challenge he, what he did now. was get on everybody's <laughs> what he did was get on everybody's nerves and people was dragging the fuck nah, out of nah. him. Um and and then somebody said that he looked short and I and then I saw it, I was like, This is a short nigga. And again, that is short nigga energy, like if we're being honest. Okay. Um, well, this is this is end of the pod. You don't think that this, that- this is end of the pod energy? All right, I, I'm the prize now. We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> okay. So, because okay. I'm getting worked. Yeah, it's okay. Take a break. Take a woosah. What are you gonna get into for this week? Uh, Married to Medicine, um, LA is starting tomorrow. Okay. All right. And anything in crypto? 
Um, well, the happening is coming up. Okay. The happening today okay. is the second. I think the happening is it should be in the um couple days. They were talking about like May sixth. Okay, so we we can talk about that in detail uh next next week. Yeah, how about you? Uh, this week, uh, it's business as usual. I am going to try to do a in house haircut. I look like I just came home from this uh this bid. I, I have to do away with that look. I'm also anticipating episodes five and six of the Last Dance documentary. Uh, this one appears to be yes. There are some things next week that that I'm going to want to discuss with you. Yeah, I think this one is going to really focus on Kobe, uh, R.I.P. Kobe and little 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 Kobe. Uh, Gigi just would have had her 14th birthday. So rest in peace again to, to yeah. the Mambas. And um, yeah, so that, that's what I'm going to be doing. You know, and I might I might. I don't even want to say. I might have to take a quick trip, though. Uh, they they, oh, they, they appear to be, a lot, uh, be letting people outside. I'm not going to Georgia, but um, it's 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 nasty. Please, guys, keep your ass in the house. Sit down. Um, keep your mask on. All right, just just relax. All right. I just got some masks delivered that I that I ordered last month. Okay. Well, yeah. And if you guys need masks, hit hit me up. Uh, my, my guy Kendall has them. So I can forward the information along. Um, if you guys need to reach us, you can find us at preinternetfriends at gmail.com. And uh, that's going to be all. You, you've just tuned in to another episode of the Pre-Internet Friends podcast. You guys could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us. And we appreciate that. Additional content, check other episodes of Pre-Internet Friends podcast. You can also find us on Instagram under Mr. J. Nicholas and Nicole Shanique. Uh, Twitter by the same names and on YouTube. Um, peace and blessings, y'all. We're, we're out.